Bowman. What did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real what is she beneath the stain she's like you of time very much like you the feelings disappear she needs our help you are someone to come along someone has come along I am still right here and you could have it all my empire of dirt I will let you down I will make you hurt program do you usually use to view i i don't understand why it won't open in c display c display works for everything else but it won't work for these pdf files and i don't understand why that's what i use right there and it's i mean look how easy well, I mean, it is to just scroll through it yeah. so i don't understand why i can't get the pdf readers is it because they're not uh zip files uh, I, I guess it's a PDF file, so I guess that's why. Well, then go back into where you you have all the old man Logan comics. Right. Oh, shit. Hang on. You know I'm going to find something in here to be the cold open, right? <clears throat> to be old man Gardner. <laughs> old man Gardner. And do what? And then right click and hit open with. Yeah, I did that already. Yeah, but... Isn't Are you that it right open there? it? Yes, but I'm telling you, it doesn't work. It says there's no image to display. I already tried that. All right, I don't know why you're going. I'm the just saying. The day I'm when old man Gardner was trying to open a PDF, and even with the help of his young son Logan, it was unable to perform the deed. And it was time to move on with the damn show! <laughs> God damn it. There's your cold open. Back to the bin. Hello and welcome to Back to the Bins. I am Old Man Spitaro and I am here with Old Man Gordon. <laughs> Hello. Old Man Robinson. Hello. And special guest star, Young Man Logan. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we are doing our Logan score episode, so we thought, what get what better guest to have on than Logan? Welcome aboard. Is this your first time on Back to the Bins? On no. Back to the Bins, I don't. 
I think so. Well, he was on the live episode. Well, actually, you know what? You yeah. Yeah, there was a live episode in my backyard that you were in. Yeah. Well, there there was also the what was Megacon. That? No, it was um, Apocalypse. It was the review. Oh yeah, that's right. Megacon. Yeah. Was, that, was that a back to the bins? Was our pat? No, I, I'm I'm not sure. It may have been. Yeah, I don't remember. They all blend after a while. He's he's been kind of in the background on on at least a couple of them, but uh, as as far as being an actual guest, I think this is the first time, right? I think so. I think so. Well, welcome aboard. <laughs> we need a law out of you. Oh, you know, you got you got to do that here. Tell him what. Give him a demonstration. I don't know if he knows this tradition. La la la. <laughs> you got to do an Arnold law. I can't stoop to that level. <laughs> yeah, what? You got it. It's, it's part of the part of the show. Everybody does the law. I can't even do that. Come on. I, I can barely even do an Arnold impression. Just do a la. Just do an Arnold impression saying la. <laughs> la. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty good. Good enough. It'll work. <laughs> so uh, we're here now. I've seen the commercials and the coming attractions for this. I assume you guys have also. Yeah, yeah we were just talking about that uh, earlier tonight, actually. And right off the bat, it looks like it's going to be very different from the source material, although, you know, taking some inspiration from it. But, you know, as we go through these books, because that is our plan, we're going to go through Old Man Logan today, you see that there is, you know, it's basically told as an Elseworld tale with a lot of connection to the greater Marvel universe, uh, which they just don't have the rights to. So mm. they, they had to change it, and I see from the commercial it looks like the biggest change is the what looks to be significant role in the commercial by professor x right well professor x and then also i'm pretty sure the girl is supposed to be x23 isn't she yeah that's what i'd think too. that's the yeah. rumor yeah so you know those i would think that those would be pretty big changes right there and then the uh the bad guys or the gang or whatever the hell they are they're supposed to be something different too i, I, I the the name that comes to mind is reavers and i'm not sure that's right but um i get the feeling that they're supposed to be some sort of i don't know throwback homage or something to remember when the x-men were in the outback yeah that's when it was bi-monthly and yeah pumping them things out back in the um back in the 90s and who who was the the like Mad Max gang that that they were always fighting? Then? I think it was the Reavers. Reavers, were, yeah, yeah. And this, was it? I think it's like Ghost Riders or something like that. Yeah. Well, they well the Ghost Riders are in this, right? Yeah. But in the movie, it'll probably be something like the Reavers or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So it's definitely com- complicated by the rights issues that come into play. Right. Yeah, I mean, the commercial looks pretty good. I am, you know, there's many things that I'm a sucker for, and one of them is dystopian futures. <laughs> and that's what it looks like we're getting in this one. That's what we get in the comic book, certainly. Oh, yeah. So it, it starts off on, on a uh, on a note where I want to like it. You know, whether, whether or not it will hold up to that promise, I don't know. But that's, that's where I, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, all right, that looks pretty cool. It's worth giving it a shot, and I will. Uh, what are you guys thinking? Are you going to see it in the movies or hold out? Uh, I was just discussing it with Ben, and we were thinking to maybe go and see it. If we, because uh, I think I've got that weekend off, like like the week after, like you know. 
Relax. Well, what is the opening date for this? Uh, the third, that... I believe. Yeah, it's coming up fast. All right, so if it's opening on the third, this episode it will likely post on the fourth. But we're recording it before that, <laughs> so for obvious reasons. And uh, you know, none of us have seen anything more than the coming attractions at this point. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen the the different trailers. What did what did we go to see that had a trailer for this before? I forget. Some something we were just at the movies for. Might have been. Rogue One. Rogue, yeah, it probably was Rogue One. Um, and I, I thought it looked really interesting and everything, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was going to treat this pretty much like the last Wolverine movie where I would just wait for it to hit, you know, Blu-ray or whatever. Um, but I know Logan really wants to go see it. So, I mean, I can't imagine I wouldn't like it on some level. I mean, I've liked everything X-Men that, that you know, Fox has put out so far, uh, including the, the two other Wolverine movies. So... You know, to varying degrees. So, you know, if he wants to go see this one, then you know, I'll, I'll go see it in the theater and everything. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm terribly uh, excited about it or what, but I mean, it, it looks like it could be fun. Uh, I, I had no knowledge of it or anything beforehand. So that's why I was really interested when you guys, you know, proposed doing, uh, you know, the read through of this series and then talking about this, you know, uh, as our score episode, just because I, I had heard of it and that's it and i kind of had some ideas what i thought it would be about and those ideas turned out to not be anything like what the what the book is you know it actually is so you know it was it was informative uh finally getting to read this and see you know what the the real product is you know compared to what i'd heard and you know what my own uh ideas were about it and everything beforehand but yeah i I can't imagine that the finished film will will really bear much resemblance to this at all really because there's so much of this that they can't use uh for right. the film so that'll be interesting to see what form that takes yeah i totally agree with that and that's you know that's definitely got my curiosity up uh, i had a point i was going to make but it died <laughs> a slow and painful death if it was in your brain a, lo- a lonely death <laughs> Uh, the book we're going to discuss, I think, has a lot of parallels to the Hulk uh, two-issue thing that was it Peter David and George Perez did. The, the Last Avengers. No, no, no. Oh no, you uh, no, you're talking about a future, future yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the whole uh, Hulk basically, you know, becoming a baddie in the future. But this this one's a little different. I guess we'll get to that when we get into the meat of this story. But yeah, I, obviously, we won't see the Hulk as a. Uh, um, or yeah, or any of the Marvel universe because it's all spread through here, or what's left of it, we should say, through this story. Now, at least uh, going into this, it's being presented from the perspective that this is uh, this will be Hugh Jackman's swan song and as the character. Mm-hmm. Now, first point is, what do you think about that? Second point is, do you think that will be, or do you think he's going to at some point? revive himself as the character. I don't know. At some point, I mean, unless he's going to keep just playing old man Logan, I mean, at some point he's, he's, he is getting up there a little bit. I mean, sure, I like him playing the character, but how long he can viably maintain the physical regiment to get into for this character, I, well, I don't how, know. How old is he now? I think he's over 50 now, isn't he? Uh, Hold on, I will find out. That's old. Huh? Yeah, I, I just, you know... He looks younger. Yeah. Not that, not that he's a. He, a oh, sorry, a he's forty-eight. Respect. He's I, forty-eight. Oh my. I think, I think he's a good actor. Yeah. But 
other than Wolverine, I haven't seen him find a lot of roles that are, you know, he tried with Van Helsing that really didn't work. Uh, I liked him a lot in The Prestige. I thought that oh, was yeah. really good. Yeah. But, you know, it's one and done. Uh, he was in Slate. You know, he, he didn't really make it with uh, Les Miserables. I didn't think that was, you know, as big a hit as they hoped. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him take another shot at it at some point. Just because he may not find the other opportunities that he would hope. Well, he's he's done a lot on Broadway though too, so it's, he's not just, um, you know, he's got other things. I don't know. I, personally, I'm I'm of two minds about you know Hugh Jackman uh, you know continuing as Wolverine for you know the 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 primary the very first thought that occurs to me and it's kind of the one that really stands out is, you know, as Sean Connery learned, you know, never say never. So, you know, he may think this is it. He may want this to be it. He may be ready to be done. But, you know, will this really be his last turn as Wolverine? Yeah, we'll see. You know, I, I, I don't really think this will be the end. Especially, exactly. Here comes the money truck. Exactly. Somebody backs up enough money, then there you go. But the other thing is, is that, you know, if it is, it won't break my heart. Because at this point... Um, you know, it, it, uh, have we not had enough Wolverine by this point? I mean, I mean, arguably the the best uh, X Men movie that we've had so far did not have Wolverine. Well, I mean, other than a cameo, did not have Wolverine in it. So, is he really necessary at this point? I know that Fox seems to think so, but you know is that really necessary so i i don't know i mean if it really is the the last turn with him then i hope it's a great movie i hope he goes out with a big bang and all of that but um i don't know like i say i don't really expect it will be and but if it is uh, you know i think i think by this point we're we're kind of ready to see some of the others uh step up and and get the limelight for a while cuz there's been an awful lot of Wolverine over the course of all the X-Men movies that we've had I mean, he has said something about one actor who he thinks would perfectly be Wolverine after him. And I wish I could remember his name. Do you know what he's from or anything? Or No. He looks no. familiar, but... Hmm. He was ripped <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, is he even still alive? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Wow. Happy days are here again. <laughs> instead, instead of having claws, he'll pop confetti, uh, confetti out of his... Uh, <laughs> and blow horns. He's 82 years old, Rip Taylor. Lord. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of of the same thought process that you are, Scott, that I'm okay if this finishes it off for him. And it's not a matter of, oh, I don't like it. It's a matter of, you know, I feel like we've kind of run the, run the series at this point. But I will be surprised if this is the end. But the one thing I would add to that is I don't know that he necessarily wants it to end. I think from the way at least from the way he speaks and the way he acts, that it's more like a concession to age that he's making to say that this might be the end. I think if he were young enough, he would just keep making them. I don't think he has a problem with the character. I think he knows that's where his bread got buttered and he's fine with it. I think much like uh, Robert Downey Jr. with Tony Stark. Right. Tony Stank. So I, Tony Stank. <laughs> Who's top? I don't. I don't think he'd have a problem if, if you know, if he could keep playing the part and th- they kept coming up with roles for him to play. I'm. I'm not sure that that would be uh, that much of an issue. Who is Who is Tom Hardy? 
Oh, that's uh, that's that's, that, that's uh, Bane. That's Picard's clone. Oh, okay, because yeah. that, that's that's apparently who uh, who um, Hugh Jackman wants to replace him as Wolverine. He was also Bane in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Right. He was in. Mad- he was. He, I think he was in uh, Mad Max. Mad Max. Yeah. You know the one that Chris wants us all to watch, <laughs> and we've been waiting two years now. I've seen it. It was good. Oh, you yeah. did see it. It was good. I picked it up at Redbox. It was good. It was a yeah. very visually uh, overwhelming film. It's like, wow, holy cow. I'm not avoiding it. I just at haven't. At some point, I'll be able to say I saw it. Yeah, so. I just haven't made the time. Much like, my, much, much like my new Skype picture I just put up. <laughs> I don't know. All I see is you sitting on oh, the Oh, it hasn't changed? Oh, head. man. No. No. I got a picture of Rip Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> with, with claws. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. <clears throat> so uh now scott you just said you read this for the first time in prep for this yep. show yep. logan did you read it yeah i read it did you read it just this week also <laughs> he, read, read, it he read it today. after school today yeah all right yeah well it's it's a quick read i i, I actually have these uh, i believe i have all the issues actually i i have the I read issues it as, and the hardcover actually I oh like i don't think stuff. i have the hardcover hmm. you one up me Spataro. i think it speaks a lot to this series when I handed it to him, and he saw how many issues it was, and he's like, I, I think he felt daunted. And then, what was it? Ah. Maybe 40 minutes later, you were done with the entire thing? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it is a quick read. Yeah, it is. What is it? It's, um, it's like let's see, it's, yeah, I'm trying to, like, yeah, let me think. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven issues, issues, and then a giant size. The, well, seven, and the, the last one is the giant right. size, so it's really like eight-ish. Right, and he still blew through it in probably about 40 minutes. So, yeah, that, that I think that says a lot right there. Which is you're averaging five minutes a book. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think it does say a lot. For a book that is, but, you know, what is the price on this? The original oh, price was I'm sure it was three ninety nine. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. Well, t- well, the first issue was two ninety nine. This was uh, a little bit older than we think. It was 2008, so. Yeah. Well, the giant size was five bucks. Wow. Well, I bought the uh, the hardcover for I think oh, with the entire thing for I think ten bucks. Hmm. Hmm. Was there anything extra in the hardcover? Uh, I think there was some alternate covers. Actually, in the giant size, there's a bunch of alternate covers too. So it's like you're not even getting. Yeah, full. I think that's the stuff that made it yeah. into the hardcover. But like what I'm saying is, is that issue wasn't even like you know it was cut short you know it wasn't as long as uh, you would think because of the other uh, goodies tacked in there. I think that was a a, a a matter of McNiven not being able to keep up with uh, you know with the trade dead with the deadlines on on the publishing, so they they went on with the regular series and then just held off for the finale in the giant size issue. Mm. Oh, I gotcha. Right, so uh, why don't we synopsize this one? What we're going to do is we're going to do a full synopsis from Wikipedia. Yeah, instead of going issue you, by issue. You were going to read this, Bill, yeah. or did you? Yeah, I will okay. synopsize it. Uh, do you want to do all the credits, and then I'll just do the synopsis? Uh, okay, it's written by Mike Millar. And Mike? Mark Millar, gonna... excuse me. Penciled by Steve McNiven, and that's about it. Oh, yeah, 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 so pretty much. The book came out in, in started in June of 2008, and it went through to September of 2009. So it took over a year to get these eight issues or seven issues out. Mm. And the story goes like this. 
The United States has been conquered and divided among supervillains, with territories belonging to the Abomination, later conquered by the Hulk, Magneto, later conquered by a new kingpin, Doctor Doom, and the Red Skull, who has named himself President. Heroes have been wiped out of existence with the few survivors in hiding. Logan lives with his life, wife Maureen and young children, excuse me, I'm old, forgive me, his young children Scotty and Jade, where have I heard those names before, on a barren plot of land in Sacramento, California, now part of the territory known as Hokeland. Needing money to pay rent to his landlords, the Hulk gang, the incestuous hillbilly grandchildren of the Hulk and his first cousin She-Hulk, Logan accepts a job from a now-blind Hawkeye to help him travel east to the capital of New Babylon and deliver a secret package which Logan assumes to be drugs. You think maybe he could have sniffed that out with his nose? Anyway. Would you, would, would you do me a favor, Mr. Uh, Mr. Narrator? What? Would, would you say puddin' pops? Puddin' pops. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> damn it, they found me out. I haven't been able to get work since this damn time. <laughs> Go back to the peanut gallery, boy. Logan and Hawkeye encounter several diversions on their journey. They rescue Hawkeye's daughter, Ashley Barton, who seems to be an inspiring Spider-Girl herself. From the clutches of the new Kingpin, they rescue her, but she murders Kingpin and reveals her intention to seize his territory of Hammer Falls, formerly Las Vegas. They escape a cluster of Moloids who are destroying cities by seeking them from beneath the surface. They then get chased by a Venom symbiote-infused dinosaur. What the f- Imported from the Savage Land, before being rescued and teleported by the White Queen and Black Bull. Good <laughs> pop. Throughout the story, it is reiterated that the Wolverine persona died the day the villains attacked, and Logan has refused to use his claws ever since. <clears throat> Excuse me. Via flashbacks, it is revealed that on the night the attack happened, a group of 40 supervillains apparently attacked the X-Mansion. Unable to locate his teammates, Wolverine slaughtered the attackers to ensure the safety of the mutant children. <laughs> children. As the last attacker, Bullseye, was killed, Logan realized that the entire assault was an illusion created by Doug Henning. Wait, Mysterio. And his perceived enemies were actually his fellow X-Men. Aww. This destroyed him emotionally and mentally, and he fled the mansion and wandered away to a train track in shock and shame. Though he made a subsequent suicide attempt by allowing a freight train to run him over, Logan could have actually killed himself, but had effectively killed Wolverine like in his career, like I did. Wait, no, never mind. When they finally reach the capital, Hawkeye delivers this package to an underground resistance group, hoping to begin a new Avengers-esque team. The package is revealed to be a case of super soldier serum enough to form an army. But Hawkeye's clients expose themselves as undercover S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. They shoot and kill Logan and Wolverine. Oh, but however, Logan's body heals and he awakens in Red Scroll's trophy room amongst the armaments and costumes of the world's fallen superheroes. 
Without using his claws, he kills Red Skull's men and engages the Red Skull himself, eventually decapitating him with Captain America's shield. He grabs a briefcase of money, their intended reward for the delivery, and uses pieces of Iron Man's armor to fly back home. Upon arriving, Logan discovers that in his absence, the Hulk gang murdered his family and left the bodies unburied. Abraham Donovan was the one who told him the sad news. This revolts in results in Logan finally unleashing his claws. He seeks out and slaughters the Hulk's grandchildren, Bo, Bobby Joe, Charlie, Elrod, Eustace, Luke, Otis, Rufus, and Woody, before encountering old man Banner himself, who displays monster strength even in his human form. Banner reveals that while the murder of Logan's family was intended as a message to the others, he really just wanted to get Logan angry enough to fight him because he had gotten bored being a supervillain landlord like the others. But in his hope form, Banner is enormous, bigger than the Hulk has ever been shown before, and easily defeats Logan and then consumes him like a pudding pop. Logan recuperates within Banner's stomach and bursts out, killing the Hulk. Ouch. Afterward, he discovers a baby Hulk named Bruce Banner Jr. A month later, Logan and his neighbors hold a small memorial for Logan's family. With nothing left on his home, any of his own home, Logan then says he plans to defeat all the New World villains and bring peace to the land. With him and Bruce Banner Jr. being the first members of an all-new of a new group of superheroes before riding off into the sunset. The end. Until other volumes. But we're not covering that. <laughs> and I need a drink. <clears throat> oh, is there a sequel or so, a continuation of this? Yeah, there's books coming out now. Uh, oh, yeah, there was another Old Man Logan. Old Man uh, 1 through 5. Um, and, uh, yeah, th- yeah. Keep reading on Wikipedia. There's all kinds of stuff that's happened. Uh, especially uh, after they rebooted the world and all that. After Secret Wars. Especially since they killed off Wolverine. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I I didn't know that. I read down here and saw something about spoiler, something about that Wolverine's body's frozen in a block of adamantium. Yeah, I, I read it. It was a bad story though. Uh, it was I think it was called the Death of Wolverine or something along those lines, and it was uh, something where like the adamantium in him was killing him and like taking away his healing factor little by little. Hmm. So it was kind of like a combination of the healing factor going away, and then he was getting like adamantium poisoning or something. And haven't I? Wait a minute, haven't I heard that? That's that plot sounds awful familiar to me. You know, because they've done everything thirty-five. I mean, times. just like it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't done well, though. It was. It was not really a riveting story, and it certainly wasn't a uh, you know a good tribute to a character that they've. Oh, I remember what I'm the thinking. Bank for many, many years. I'm remembering when they removed the adamantium and he went all super feral because, like, the adamantium in his body was keeping him from going being a complete animal. I think that's what I'm thinking. Way back when Magneto pulled it out of his body. Yeah, that's in the early to mid 90s. Yeah. But this one, you know, now since this one, which it's yeah. got to be a year or two since they did it, they've been having uh, X23 is the all new Wolverine. And then they're also publishing the Old Man Logan books. They're using the idea that the adamantium is kind of killing Wolverine in the new movie, the Old Man Logan movie. Oh, really? 
but then there's also saying that X23 doesn't have that problem, so it's a little confusing already. It's already maybe a little plot convenient. Well, yeah. maybe it's just based on exposure over time. He's had it in him since what the seventies when they put it in him, or the eighties in the in the movie t- timeline. In the movie timeline, it would have been in the seventies because well, that was when he was like right at the time of uh, what you call it, Three Mile Island. Yeah, wasn't that well, that like was one when... of the plot devices in the movie. No, it was eighty-three. No, he, he didn't... no because he was at the end of. Uh... Days of Future Past. He had the, he had the bones. He didn't have the, he didn't have the metal. But he was captured. Was but, but he was 70s. captured. Well, that was in, in the seventies. But that was the early seventies, right? Uh, three Mile that, Island. That Three Mile Island movie doesn't count. That three Mile Island movie doesn't count. That's. Are you that's talking like an Origins? Yeah, that's often its own yeah. deal. I don't even count that movie. Well, you just because you. Don't I don't. Count, I don't think a lot of other exist. people do either. Well, screw them. Well, all. Screw them. It, it was on film. It happened. <laughs> I was just. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I know they cherry pick the facts they want to use, but, you know, that, that's part of their film universe. <laughs> I was just looking here that one of the variant covers that it shows in the, in the very uh, back of the giant sized last issue is a Michael Turner. And I'm looking at this going, how the hell did Michael Turner do this when he died in 2008? So I wonder how long this was in production before. before. Well, this came out in, I think, two thousand. what, it was 2009. Right. So, yeah, I guess it was in production for quite a while. Yeah. Well, no, it started in 2008. Oh, it did. Okay. It started June, th- June 2008, the first issue. Okay, that makes sense. This must have been one of the, one of the last things he did then because he ju- he died in late June of 2008. Mm. I liked Michael Turner's stuff yeah, I, very much. I did too. It was a shock when he when he passed away. Yeah, his is, his is about the only one of these variant covers that I really like, to be honest with you. A lot of the other ones are really ugly looking. Especially that Herb Trimpey one. I do not like that one at all. Actually, you, and you know I like Trimpey, but I do not like the Trimpey cover. <laughs> it's just, it's awkward. It looks like somebody flung Wolverine at the Hulk, and it looks like the Hulk, is, the Hulk is doing that, that you know, this is me not giving a shit about football season thing. <laughs> the hills are alive with <laughs> yeah, exactly. the sound of Hulks. <laughs> well, that's what we got in this story. The hills are alive with the sound of hillbilly Hulks. Because he mates. Well, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I think I want to start off with taking our special guest Logan and asking him what he thinks of Old Man Logan. Of Old Man Logan, um, I, I mean, I see his motives for why he hasn't popped his claws in what's it say, fifty years. Mm-hmm. And I, what I don't know. <laughs> do you do you respect that, or you think that's a bunch of baloney? That malarkey, malarkey, if you will. I think it's kind of dumb. I think it's Wolverine. I think he would have gone after the villains like immediately after discovering that he's been he's been had. Yeah, but he killed everybody in the mansion. How? That I had it a problem with that in the comic. He thought they. Yeah, I mean the way well, they yeah. explain it away is that they're they know <clears throat> it's him, even though he doesn't know it's them, and that they're holding back. Because they 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 see they're seeing their friend there, and they're thinking he won't kill them, but he's not seeing his friends, and he kills them. Uh-huh. That's the way they explain mm-hmm. it. Whether you buy that or not is another matter. So let's just just now I, just let's just go go right. past the point that you know. Okay, so he killed them. 
So now where does that put him mentally that, you know, he's, well, and plus he tried to get run his head over, get his head, try to have his head cut off by a freight train and that didn't work. So, you know, maybe he's got a little bit of mental damage up there too, aside from the shock and the trauma. It's got a little mental. What did you think of it overall though? Did you like it or? The entire comic? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the story as a whole, it could, it could have fixed a few things. Like what? Like Banner being a hillbilly. Yeah, that for Logan and I both. That was that was both our biggest question. <laughs> walking away from this is, you know, where where the hell did hillbilly Hulk come from? That, well, this is well, this yeah. is, is Mark Mark Millar. So, it, I think to Mark Millar, all Americans are hillbillies. Well, I mean, for me personally, that was probably my biggest problem with the book was. Mark Millar's. Uh, what were the motivations for the Hulk to suddenly turn this way, becoming a yeah. sex addict and wanting to have sex with somebody, and the only person that can keep up is his cousin because she's a Hulk as well. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like that's, what. Yeah, let's just say. It, yeah, well, I mean, that's like a big leap in logic. It's like, what got the Hulk to that point? Why wasn't that? Why wasn't the Hulk helping fight during all this too? That's you know, yeah, that's something that's kind of left out. Yeah, plot contrivance. I mean, I guess I could see that in a in a weird kind of way, only because there there was. I'm trying to. Oh man, this is really testing the brain muscle. But there was a story, and I want to say it might have been in the Avengers. I forget, but there was a story fairly recently, where the Hulk, you know, while he was the Hulk, had the hots for the She Hulk. And she, of course, rebuffs him immediately. And but but that's I mean, that's the only thing I could really think of is that, you know, the Hulk, you know, when he's in his like virtually brainless Hulk form, you wouldn't stop to think about, you know, something like that. But what what, what we were both really just flabbergasted by in this is, is the whole hillbilly thing. You know, where, where the hell does that come from? I mean Bruce Banner. Yeah, I mean, and it's such it's such like a stereotype too, the way they're presented. Yeah, I mean, this was never Banner at all. I'm I'm struggling to remember where Banner was from, but I don't remember him being a redneck hillbilly. You know, even if he was from somewhere uh, in the south or somewhere rural or something like that, he was he was never, to my knowledge, in the comics ever portrayed like this. Well, he's not so, really. I don't think. Well, I'm, I'm scrolling to the issue to where Banner is revealed, and he doesn't really seem to be a redneck. He's just, but his kids are. They're all yeah. jacked up and just, you know, they all talk that way too. Yeah, I did think it was in, interesting that Banner, in his human form, was a strong, was still a force to be reckoned with. That that was an interesting little. Uh, twist yeah I, I thought that was straight I mean, they didn't really explain that at all maybe just and I wonder what what, what exactly that was supposed to be yeah I, I don't know I, I get the feeling with a lot of stuff that I've read by Mark Ballard that that he actually has a disdain for superheroes because it seems to come across in a lot of what he what he does and a lot of what he writes and so in a lot of ways this to me felt like him just really getting to kind of showcase that 
Well, or does he just have disdain for the Hulk? Because he didn't do the Hulk any favors in the Ultimates either. Yeah. I, made I him a, a douchebag over there, too. Yeah. He, he I, I don't know. but I don't know. I'm curious what everybody else thought of this before I, I give my thoughts on it. It was an interesting quick read. Um, you know, I mean, there's a couple things that are that are make you question, but I mean, I remember when it was I was getting it as it was coming out, and I was you know wondering, okay, when's when's the next one gonna come out? You know, because it did take a while. But uh, I thought it, I thought it was a good read. Quote Andy, it's all right. What if or elsewhere? Yeah. world's tale. Right. I never wanted to believe it was the real Marvel universe. No. It it owes a lot to uh, the outlaw Josie Wales. Mm. If you guys are familiar with that movie, yeah, yeah I can see that. Now the, I, I hadn't thought of that, but now that you say that, I do kind of see the the parallels. See, I think Mark Miller. I think his inclination now is comics are a stepping stone to him to bigger money, right? And the bigger money is the movies, right? So he writes his comics as screenplays for movies. And I can't argue with the success because he that's how he sold Kick-Ass and Wanted and now this. Right. You know, they're all being made into movies because that's the way he's writing them. But I do think that he does have some disdain for this medium. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, he's wrote a lot of comics, too. I was just scrolling through. I mean, he's done a lot, a lot of... Uh, he has written a lot. I mean, that doesn't mean he doesn't disdain it, but... I think it's come over time because some of his earlier stuff, um, I didn't get that impression at all. But over time, I've definitely come to feel I've, I've felt that way about him ever since getting to the end of Wanted, where he literally just flipped the reader off and said, you know, haha, suckers, essentially, you know, for having bought the thing. And that, you know, that's really where my feelings for, for him and, you know, as a, as a writer and everything changed. I'm like, wow, really? Um, that's that's not very cool, dude. So, um well, the same way I have some bad feelings towards Alan Moore, I have some of the similar feelings for Mark Miller because I don't think he respects his audience. And it's the same thing, I think, with Alan right. Moore. Right. I don't think he respects his audience. And to me, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds mm-hmm. But that's what these guys keep doing. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's like, you know, in one breath they're saying, buy my book, and in the other breath they're saying, screw you, you're not smart enough to appreciate what I write. And it's like, you know, and I guarantee you there are readers out there that are smarter than these guys. And there's the fans that'll be like, no, 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 he, he's going to change. He's not going to hit me anymore. I'll buy his stuff. Ow, stop hitting me. <laughs> now, if you want to, you know, if you want to just rate them as saying they're talented writers, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. They are. But I don't necessarily have to, you know, to, to stand by people who I think don't respect me. Whether they're talented or not, I don't care. Right. So you know, I, I, I've what I have bought from his, from him. I don't think I've bought anything firsthand in many years. So I don't feel like the money's ever going right into his pocket. On the other hand, I'm probably going to go see this movie when it when it opens. So I guess I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite. It's, when, when it suits me, I don't have the money go to him. I guess. Right. Well, I mean, for that matter, he. Uh... You know, wasn't he one of the guys behind Civil War as well? So, yeah, there you go. Another, another to me, that one much more so than this. Well, th- actually, that 
I think that was a colossal failure in its own way because while it was maybe an entertaining read, it had some similar problems. The way you, you're pointing to Bruce Banner in this and saying, you know, that's not his personality. Right. He molded and manipulated the personalities in Civil War to fit his storyline, even if they didn't fit the character. Right. Right. Well, I and think he kind of did that with I, this, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. And that, that bothers me a little bit. You know, I, I think you need to try and learn the character. If you're going to write the character, learn it and try and be true to right. it. Right. See, I think that worked with something like, say, the Ultimates, because with that, it's you know, it's an alternate universe. You're you're free to you know to do whatever interpretation that you like with that. And for the most part, I, I really enjoyed his take, although his I found his Hulk in that um, off-putting as well. But for the most part, I, I liked you know the different takes um, on you know familiar characters. Let's say. This not so much. So yeah, this was this was a different thing. Even taking into account that you know this is supposed to be in the future, you know, a possible future. Even taking into account that this might be, you know, some alternate dimension or something. Because I tell you, the the vibe I very strongly got from this, the further I got into the read, the more it reminded me of um, the Exiles, because there was a lot of beats yeah. in this that I, I think that. If I haven't, you know, if I hadn't ever read The Exiles, then there were a lot of beats in this that probably would have seemed a lot cooler to me. Because that that was kind of the shtick with with The Exiles, is that they would jump from reality to reality. So you'd get all kinds of weird things like, you know, Spider-Man being a woman or, you know, the, the, the sons or daughters of certain, you know, characters that we knew from the regular 616 timeline and things like that. and Or like... Like, like one of the big ones was when they jumped to one era, and Charles Xavier was an imprisoned mutant, and they thought they need they were there to save him, and then when they released him, they realized that was the biggest freaking mistake they could have made because he was a raving lunatic. Right. <laughs> you know, which is, which, which, yeah. From reading the Exiles, when you read this, you're kind of like, like it kind of well, not really prepared you, but you've seen things like this that are like, oh wow, you know. Right. Well, and often in those stories, you know, much like in this, where you know, in in different sections or quadrants or whatever, they would have the the big bad that had taken over, like Magneto or the Red Skull or whatever. That you know was frequently the deal in Exiles as well. You know, they would go to an alternate Earth where, uh, you know, one of these big bads had won and and had to take mm-hmm. them down or whatever the case may be. So, it just kind of lost some of that punch and some of that impact because so much of this just kind of for me personally was just kind of like well been there done that you know so so there was very little of that really cool wow factor in that regard there were a couple i I thought you know the spider buggy was was kind of fun although i found it very odd that you know clearly it's supposed to be the spider buggy yet the one that they're showing was actually from a toy line and not the one from the classic Spider-Man story. So I thought that was strange, yeah. but you know, there were, yeah. there were certain little Easter eggs that, that were still fun. Uh, despite that feeling of, you know, I've been here before kind of thing. Well, one, one of the things I didn't know, and maybe from reading it, you guys do, or maybe somebody listening does. If you don't, who was the character who was supposed to be the Kingpin now? I'm not sure either. I don't know who that was. I like I, for, for yeah. one moment I thought it was Luke Cage, but yeah, I wasn't I just, sure. I thought that too, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure who he was supposed to be either. 
What issue was that? Because I'm trying to flip back to it now. I think it was the third. Was it one. the third? Well, one? And some of the other, like the, like the next issue, will give you a recap of the previous issue. And there was sometimes some little indicia in there that would. Uh, let me see if it says. See, as as I was reading it, I was saying, okay, it's either going to be Wilson Fisk, or more likely, it's going to be somebody else who's the new kingpin, which it was. But I expect the new kingpin to be a character I would recognize. Yeah, it doesn't say in like and, the next. And for one. it to just be some anonymous guy, just you know, kind of lost some of its charm to me. I wanted that to be some form of Easter. Well, how, how did the kingpin take out Magneto? Either too. Yeah. Dude got old. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that does what uh, the new kingpin says. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking back over it here, and as far as I can determine, they just keep referring to him as the kingpin. I'm not seeing anybody referring to him by, you know, any other name other than that. So I, I don't know who this is supposed to be. I don't believe it is actually Luke Cage, just given the way that he's killed, because um, true. Spider, yeah, that's true. Spider Girl or whatever the hell her name's supposed to be here, despite... You know, her having spider strength, even if she had full Peter Parker spider strength, I don't think Spider-Man could decapitate Luke Cage. So I, you well, know, because she, decapita- she decapitates him with a shotgun. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. would if that was Luke Cage, it would have shattered. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think, honestly, maybe he is just, you know, he's just some punk that worked his way up to, you know, to being Kingpin. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Cause That's a missed opportunity then, I think. I, I think that you know he had a chance to do something there that could have been clever, and he didn't. The other thing that I think kind of misses the mark a little bit is the Venom dinosaur thing. <laughs> that that kind of fell flat as far as I was concerned. Well, it was... I, yeah. I mean, because there was... You you saw it in one, episode, uh, one, one issue, and then the payoff was the... Well, you saw the symbiote. And one in one issue, and then in the next issue, you had the actual, the symbiote dinosaur. But then, within two panels, he's taken out. There was no, it was you know by by Black Bolt, which you know, yeah. And how did Black Bolt end up working for Emma Frost? White Queen. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a lot of things unanswered, and maybe that was on purpose so that they could explain it in other books, whatever. I'm okay with certain things being unanswered, but just other things, just throwing them out there like, okay, we think this is cool, so we're just going to have it. Why would Black Bolt ever do that? I, you know, it, it's not true to the character. I don't understand why You got to give me a reason. Hawkeye's daughter is so hell-bent on becoming the new crime lord. It's just kind of, you know. Well, since she's a character we've never seen That's before, true. I can accept that she's, yeah. you know, that, she, that she's a wacko or something. An Ultron 8 is her stepfather? <laughs> Yeah, what's what? Yeah, what's all that? I don't, I don't know. There's there's a lot of just Easter eggs for convenience, and if you're going to take eight issues to tell a story, I think we need a little bit more story in there. Now, do you think they made this kingpin um, black as an homage to the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie? And and uh, no, you you don't think? I don't. I don't think the two are related. Hmm. You have any any thoughts on that? Scott? No, I was just gonna say no. I didn't. I I, I never really thought about it, but no, I, I don't think so. But now going back to what you were saying, I, I completely agree with you. I you know I like stories, you know, in this vein of of being in the future, you know, especially when it's a far distant future or what. 
and giving you interesting glimpses of what could be. You know, that one day, you know, these two characters, you know, had a child or whatever. But when they do it in such a way that you you can't get your mind around, how did that character possibly get to this point? And they do it several times within the same story, then you start to lose me. So, you know, you might be able to get away with something like that once, maybe twice with, you know, how did this character possibly wind up as part of this organization and so different from the version we know in the present type of thing. But when you when your story is just littered with that sort of thing and no explanations are ever given, then that's when I, I think it starts to, instead of impress or anything or, or, or intrigue, it actually starts to lose uh, the reader. You know what I mean? And then the reader's credibility just gets stretched further and further because we are so familiar with these characters in their in their pure form you know that it just becomes harder and harder to think well how how did they possibly get to that point you know how did the well, world get here and there was a lot of that through this story i thought and and like with the moloids i thought he did explain it. right he talked about them being like the earth's antibodies yeah once we got above 8 billion people they started to just come up and drop cities on, on, underground eat people so, so that one, you know, it was a nice, simple explanation, and it made sense, and it created a, a, a situation where you'd have like that, you know, a little, just a little bit of fear, you know, a little bit these these monsters could come out and get you. Uh, I liked that, like the black bolt thing. No explanation whatsoever. Made no sense. Right. Well, like him and uh, Emma Frost, like took the last of the mutants, and like now. They say that well, mutants were just a—they were just an anomaly. They're not the next step in the evolution. There's only like 20 kids left, and we're just protecting them. And the the whole thing that that she says, like, how come we didn't get a payoff scene to where she says, unless I missed it because it is a quick read, where Logan or um, Lo- Logan says, well, why do you still look young? And she's like, well, I'm a telepath. I can make you, you know, you can see what I want you to see. This place isn't as fixed up as it looked. But we never got to see what the hell she's, it looked like. Gina. Yeah. Right. We never got to see what it really looked like. So why even mention it? It's like, why did why did you put that carrot out there and not give me a payoff? Right. Um, one of the characters that I think is still true to himself is Hawkeye. Even though he's blind, he still wants to be a hero. He's still heroic. Because when the first time I read this... I always felt kind of like Logan that Hawkeye was doing something dirty or underhanded or he was not that there was something not above board with him. But as it turns out, he is. He's legitimately wanting to recreate a super team. He's still the hero that he was, but he's like one of the very few unchanged characters in this new you know, universe or this timeline. The only thing with that, though, is I thought that these two were an odd mashup because do they even really know each other? Yeah, well, I mean, with the amount of time that these two characters have been around, I'm pretty sure even in the last 10 years that they've been on the Avengers at the same time Yeah, at some point. Yeah, that that but, uh, that's what I was thinking, too, because I had to think for a second because I was confused as to why Wolverine knew the override code, whatever, for Iron Man's armor. And then I'm like, oh, well, yeah, he was an Avenger, so... Maybe that's why he knows I th- I that. Think, uh, I think when he killed off Hawkeye, he did it like in an unceremonious, kind of a lackluster way. Yeah, they just shot him right in the head. 
like uh, Blue Beat. And, I would rather uh, see him go down as a hero. <clears throat> you know, just like when they shot Ted, Ted, Ted Cord in the head. Boom. Yep. Boom done. I mean, it was enough to send Wolverine, you know, to to eliminate his I won't harm anybody uh, mantra. Yeah, he finally got past that. And then, then seeing his family killed was what finally got to the, you know, got rid of the I'll never pop these claws again. I mean, do you think this is a case of where we have, they had a bunch of great moments and they just had to write a story to stick them all together? Like, yes. hey, why do we have this? Why do we have that? Why don't we have this? Now let's write something. We'll make a drive across the country and stick it all together. And when they get to New Babylon, yeah. they're going to meet a Tony Stark analog who looks like Hitler. <clears throat> Fat Hitler, right? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> See? I'm not the only one that thought that. I'm like, that guy looks like Fat Tony Stark Hitler. And he works for the Red Skull. Go figure. Well, on the, on the subject... Yeah, I, think, I think you're on the money with that, Bill. On the subject of not being the only one... Um, I know Logan said the same thing. I'm curious what you guys think. I mean, is there anybody that didn't see the death of Logan's family coming? No, they were because dead. The, I was surprised it didn't come around. Because the yeah. moment he was he was saying goodbye to them and hugging the little girl and everything, and then he gets in the in the spider buggy with Hawkeye, I thought, well, that's the last time we're going to see them alive. So Did I mention the outlaw Josie Wales? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Would you like me to read a synopsis for the Outlaw Jules U.S.? <laughs> See, Old Man Logan. <laughs> yeah, if, if you've never seen it, you know, you could just read this. They also don't explain the Ghost Riders. Would you, I'm sorry, what? They also don't explain the Ghost Riders. Again, yeah, they had an idea. Group that's kind of in there for convenience just to say, oh, this looks cool. Yeah, because, like, how did they all get Ghost Rider powers? Yeah, if they had Ghost Rider, but that was the thing. Well, they did have something because they they were their bikes were flying. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me just read the first line. I'm going to resist the joke I was going to make on that. <laughs> I, I I know I knew where you were going immediately. <laughs> I I think I missed it because I was looking something up. Let me read the first line to the plot of the outlaw. Joe, Josie Wells. Josie okay. Wells, a former a, a Missouri farmer, is driven to revenge by the murder of his wife and young son by a brand by a band of pro-union Jayhawker militants. That's the first sentence. So there you go. Yep. What do you think of the artwork? Um, Anyone? Anyone at all? Bueller? It's, I like it's Steve okay. McNiven. Maury um, Hollowell did the inks. I've actually met him. He Early on when he was doing Civil War, he was actually at one of our free comic book days with his uh, new new, new child in tow. I'm not sure if that was his wife or his uh, just significant other. other. But, uh, but yeah, he's... Um, it, was a, it was a little green baby. A little green baby, Bruce, Bruce Banner Jr. Uh, I've, I've heard him on uh, Comic Geek speak. He sounds like a hell of a nice mm-hmm. guy. I thought the artwork fit the story. I think, you know, McNiven tends to be well, you know, one of these guys who... Goes for the photorealism sometimes, and uh, I think he does some uh, photo referencing. But I thought this story fit. I thought the artwork fit this story well, and I think he carried a lot of the burden because when you again when you're reading a story that takes you five minutes to go through whatever it is twenty some odd pages, you know if the artwork isn't good, you got nothing. So I, I thought the artwork in this was pretty decent, and I kind and I liked it. I'll give I you did. that it fits the story. I just, uh, I, you know, that said, I, I, I'm not crazy about it. It's just, it's not my preferred art style. And a lot of it, 
uh, of course, this comes to the coloring, really, but a lot of it's just too damn dark and, and muddy and and depressing. But again, you know, that goes to the story as well. So, you know, in that aspect, it serves the story. I just don't, I don't particularly care for it. Oh, what did you think of it, Logan? Did you like of it? The arts. Yeah. I thought it was all right. I mean, yeah, it does fit the story pretty well. It looks a lot like Mad Max and um, Fallout New Vegas, especially when they're going through Vegas, which is now called Hammer Falls. And why is it called Hammer Falls? That's where the that's hammer, where the hammer fell. fell. But for some reason, I forgot that until I got to that page, and I was thinking it was for Hammerhead, the villain. Like maybe, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, duh, Hammer Falls. Got it. Never mind. They did the same thing with uh, with what's it called, Pim Falls. Yeah, yeah. You you see that his his skeleton is there, but there's no and and there's a road under it. There's actually a road underneath his body, because if you notice, there was like trucks and stuff going through it. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a cool visual, but yeah, when you start to think about the logistics of that, it kind of falls apart. It's like, who in their right mind would drive underneath this giant skeleton that's rotting away and could fall and crush you at any time you know <laughs> yeah because it goes like right one, underneath one his the, neck uh, yeah one of the things that they did that I, I actually thought was pretty cool was that upon defeating captain america the red skull decides to walk around in his costume i just thought you know the the level of psychosis that that was showing was actually pretty cool well that yeah. that reminds me of the of the cover for which comic is that number Six. I'm not. It's one of the covers where it shows Spider-Man. There, like a bunch of different. Uh, I think that's like the second or third one where they're all oh, in a yeah. pit. They're all, yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, where they're all laying in a pile. The hammer is in a different spot. Red Skull has Spider-Man's mask, and then he also finds Captain America's outfit in a pile of rubble. Well, which hey hey. Still wearing. This is modern comics. The, what's on the cover doesn't matter. Come on, man. <laughs> you know that. Daredevil is also in an in a arena with Punisher. Yeah, but that's not. Yeah, but that's no, not the real Daredevil, and that's that's like some guys dressed up as them. That's not the real ones. No. Okay, that if that's the case, that at least that's sense, what I got out really of it. Say that. that they weren't the real. Um, because. You know, well, because first of all, because they don't do anything. Right. Like, there, there's no... And second of all, because they look terrified. Well, what happened to the other heroes? So, yes, Wolverine took out the X-Men, but what happened to everybody else? All. I guess the, the simple explanation is that the villains decided to all team up and overwhelm the heroes. Because they realized, according to the book, that there's like 50 villains to every hero. Which Yeah, I, so they all band together. They, all band they got wise. They got together. And... And took them all out, and then they they took out the X Men by turning Wolverine into a weapon and killing all the rest of the X Men. Hmm. Eh. Yeah, because Daredevil. I was just looking here. Daredevil and this and this Punisher were actually in the gang with Ashley that came there to try to take out the Kingpin because he's saying, you know. Yeah, so these are not the real guys because if you look, right, the Daredevil's mask on one side is ripped up, and you can see he's got like regular eyes. And this, this, these are not; these are just guys posing as heroes. They're not; they're not the. These are not your father's superheroes. Yeah. Well, plus, they'd have to be so damn old by this point. Too. Well, that too. Yeah. 
<coughs> and they wouldn't have the benefits of a healing factor to keep them not as aged. I mean, we're talking 50 years, so what, Matt Murdock would be, you know, 80? Right. If he was in his 30s. Right. I mean, H- Hawkeye is pretty freaking old. He's got, he's blind. <laughs> I actually like the idea that he was blind. The blind archer? Yeah. However, I think they did the same thing in the last Avengers story. I think he was blind in that. Yeah, one. because he had looked back at a explosion that had killed most of the Avengers and it had blinded him. Oh, and gee, where else have we seen a, a blind archer? Mm. Or because wasn't uh, no? Well, Green Arrow was missing an arm in Frank Miller. That but wasn't he blind also? Well, I got a serious stick vibe from uh, Hawkeye. Oh. I, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but well, actually, that wouldn't make. I was thinking because Stick was Wolverine's master, but I'm screwing up my my stories because he wasn't. He was Daredevil, so never mind. Well, well I'm he, sure at some point he probably learned something. Did, from did Stick, Stick and Wolverine? I don't think Stick and Wolverine ever knew each other, did they? Well, I, I know at one point in probably. the um, in the solo Wolverine title. I know at one point they were messing around with, you know, his association with the hand, and that could have gotten him right. involved with Stick. Not sure. I'm sure they've crossed paths somewhere. Well, wasn't uh, wasn't uh, Hawkeye when he first came back from the dead after disassembled? I got better. The, the 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 ninja character. Yeah, he was Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of that was one aspect I liked. There was the one part where he was fighting. I think it was when he was fighting the Ghost Riders, where he was using sound to take them out. And I thought that was pretty cool. That was yeah. Very, he's like keep talking, you know, and he's yeah. pumping them full of uh, wood. But that didn't I sound good at all because he, you know, he also, you know, he wasn't just using archery. You know, he was also he had that uh, that katana at one point when uh, when he and Wolverine storm the building to rescue his daughter. You know, he's taking guys out left and right with the katana. So it wasn't just archery. So I would imagine that that is him using, you know, his whatever, you know, ninja training or whatever the hell you want to call it, you know. It reminded me of, what's that guy's name, the the forces with me guy from Rogue One. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a good call. Yeah, he is. Uh, unfortunately, he is just unceremoniously no. bumped off, though, when uh, when they decided to take him out of the story. Does this spider? He was too significant a character to die that easy. Yeah. Does this spider chick? Um, does she hit Hawkeye with the gun? Because I cu- I could never tell. I was trying to figure it, it out. It looks but I like never she's tell. about to. Well, I mean, at first, because he yeah. ends up on the ground. Yeah. But it also like I didn't think he got hit. Oh, I see what you mean to get to get knocked on the ground in the first place. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Let's flip back to that and see because I, I don't think so. But maybe she. Yeah, how does he get knocked down? Oh yeah, yeah. she smacks him. Yeah, she smacks him in the face with it. So, so she is the one that knocks him down then. So she hit the one guy hard enough to take his head clean off. But I mean, but in that picture, look. I mean, she's swinging like full force to cleave his head off here with 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 Hawkeye. She's just like backhand it's like a bitch slap with the butt of the gun basically to just to knock him down she wasn't trying to kill Does him she have super strength i guess she must she must have some but well, she's a descendant of peter parker she's uh she's got the proportionate strength of 
one quarter of a yeah see that's that's the thing is by this point you would think that you know that it would have started to to seriously you know not not be that powerful you know well i mean as far as genetics go though if you're not talking you know you're not necessarily talking about the amount of juice in there he she could be getting her dna you know could pass directly from her grandfather you know same thing when you have people with you know different colored hair or whatever and it goes from one generation to the next doesn't necessarily get diluted as you go right well I'm, well i'm thinking her mother might have been somebody too you know or, or not, not necessarily her mother well, but we meet her mother what's that we do meet her mother in the story. right I, I should have said her 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 grandmother because who only knows you know who peter's you know wife was intended to be in this story and everything and then it this says that this is peter's youngest daughter she's obviously um you know, mixed race. So who knows? You know, who the who the other parent is in that mix, and then, uh, you know, I don't know why, but I'm thinking Monica Rambo. Yeah, mm. it, it could very well be. She's the first person that comes to mind that would you know African American and woman at that age group. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm sure there's others. I mean, you could be Storm. There, there could be plenty of others, but I don't know why. But Monica Rambo is who comes to mind. I don't know when he was like when the idea was made, but I, all I can think of as an explanation is Miles Morales. Yeah, but I mean, but it says it's Peter Parker. Though, oh, does it? Yeah, I think. So. Yep. Yeah, and, and Miles Morales was not in existence when the story came out. Right. I don't well, know much about Miles. Oh yeah. Well, was he? Yeah, he was in. Yeah, he might not have been around in the Ultimate Universe yet. Yeah. Any other uh, Easter eggs or story points or anything uh, to kind of discuss? I noticed in the Red Skull's trophy room, it looks like he has the ha- the thing's hand. He also has the beast's yeah. head, which I thought yeah. was odd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why did they waste their time showing that one guy on the spire of a church and then just... Oh, yeah, the guy who was afraid of the mold. I think they were just showing, it was just, well, yeah, it is kind of like, it takes up, like, what, a whole page just to show that, that the Moloids were dropping, you know, dropping a dropping a town. I don't know why they, yeah, it's a good point why they came back to that again. Yeah. Oh, did you notice that, that the Red uh, the red Skull is using the Black Knight sword when he's fighting? Yeah. Oh, no, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I'm looking back at that now at uh, the Red Skull's trophy room. He also has uh, Captain Mar- the front of Captain Marvel's tunic and one of his nega bands, and that's kind of odd given that Captain Marvel is long dead at this point. So I, I kind of wonder where, you know, how is that supposed to fit into all this? Yes, and they got like a. Well, it could be from Ms. Marvel's tunic. Is that Ms. Marvel? Maybe that's yeah. Ms. Marvel's. Okay, I was thinking that was Captain Marvel's. Yeah, I think you're right. Where I'm looking it? at another, like a long shot, and it looks like I see a Punisher T-shirt. I see one of Angel's wings, Moon Knight's cowl. Yeah, um, he's got uh, Thor's helmet, Doctor Strange's cloak of levitation. He's mm. got Cyclops's visor. Is that one dude in the young the Wiccan? Is that his name? It's like he's got Wiccan's cape and staff next to. He's got Division's head. Yeah, he's got some cool stuff in here, that's for sure. Nightcrawler's tail. <laughs> Nova's the, helmet. The Red Skull's a collector. 
What's that hanging underneath Nova's helmet? It looks ghost. like a pair of shorts with... Oh, is that Ghost Rider's think, jacket? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense because of the... And he's got that big Fantastic Four. Looks like it's like part something like metal, like part of a building or something on his back wall, like a flag behind his main desk. There's, it's it's in a few shots. It's like it's, it's got the four on it. And it's got oh, yeah. like bullet holes riddled with it or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. He's got the Silver Surfer's board. Yeah, all, all busted cracked up. up. Yeah. <laughs> cloaks, he's got cloaks, cloak. That's pretty cool. I think he's got one of Angel's wings. Yeah, there's all kinds of cool Easter eggs in here. He's got, he's got, uh, it looks like it's Bruce Banner's pants. Oh, he, he's got the sentries where... Uh, he's got the sentries cape. Hmm. And that's... Yeah, that's in the same one. I think that's cloaks, cloak. And then to, to the left is... It's when Wolverine's got the shield and he's like smashed him backwards into something before he decapitates him a few pages before. Hmm. Huh. And there's a there's a Falcon's mask there, too. Oh, yeah, I see the sentry. Yep, I see the sentry's cape. So that's also Captain America's outfit with the black on the side. I'm not sure what outfit that is. Yeah, it's the one that... Um, that was it the USA the agent? Winter, the winter, no, it was the one that the Winter Soldier was wearing. Oh, when, yeah. For Cap. The one that Alex Ross designed. Yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah, I don't either. I, I didn't. I, I don't. I like Cap as Cap. I don't. I don't like you know these other guys. I don't. I didn't like Bucky as Cap. I definitely don't like the Falcon as Cap. I like Cap as Cap. Although I don't, I don't mind if they do it with you know some faux cap like John Walker or something with the intention that you know they're they're showing you know how he's not Cap and you know the real Cap's going to come back type of thing. That that's that's a different scenario. But so I guess the other conceit here is that regardless, even if Logan had got back with the money, they were still gonna they were still gonna kill his family regardless. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, they had killed his family, I think, a while before. Yeah, just like, well, it seems like it, like, just the day before or something. Because it, it wasn't that long. Who were the characters that you were asking me about before? I know Donovan was one yeah, of them. Yeah, Abraham, is it, what's his name? Abraham Donovan? Yeah, is that somebody, do you guys know? Mm, where does he appear in the story? He's the old guy that tells him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he had a, uh. There's that guy, and then you said there was somebody at the Red Skull's office, right? That you were Red wondering Skull's about. Um, I thought you said there was somebody. Oh no, it was uh, it was when they bring the super soldier serum to that fat Emma Stone star. Who's Tobias? Tobias. Who is that? Is that That's somebody? Fat Hitler, Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, who, is he somebody? I don't should... know. I was wondering if he was like one of Tony Stark's relatives. Because they don't give him a last name, so I have no idea who he's supposed to be. Because yeah. I was wondering that too, like who's Tobias? And I was looking and looking, and I couldn't find anything. They also show Doctor Doom like looking over a city, yeah, and then never do anything with. It. You had no payoff. I yeah. did look at some of the co- while we've been talking. I looked at some of the covers to the first, like to the Secret Wars book, and there was like the very first one had Emma Frost in the background. So I don't know if some other stuff. Maybe they explained some other things in the other series. You know, maybe this was just a teaser. Maybe they meant to come back here, perhaps. I don't know. But this is uh, this is Earth eight hundred and seven thousand one hundred twenty-eight. <laughs> Earth eight oh seven one two eight. 
Alright, I guess we probably hit the point where we should start rating this. Sure. Sure. And, uh, Logan, I don't know if you're familiar with the rating system, so uh, I'll give you the choice if you want to go first or if you want to wait and hear other ratings first. Um, I'll go last because I'm not too familiar. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm going to jump on it first. Um, I'm going to say for cover, I'm going to just grade them in mass because I think all the covers have a similar feel to them as far as I'm concerned. And I think virtually every one of them is okay, but I don't know that there's one in there where I say, wow, that's a great cover. So I'm going to say the covers, as far as I'm concerned, get a C. They're all okay. They're not great. They're not bad, but nothing particularly special. The artwork in the in the series, as I said, I think it fits what we get. It's a very dark feel. It's very uh, film noir at points. It definitely goes with what we're trying, you know, with the feel they're trying to uh, relay. And uh, I, I think it, it's well done. I, I actually like it. So I'm gonna say a B. I'm gonna just say a straight B. I was gonna thinking B plus, but I'm thinking realistically a straight B is better. So I'm gonna give a B on this on the artwork and the storyline. If I take it as a what if or Elseworlds story, I enjoy it more than if I try to pretend that this really fits in the Marvel universe. So taking it as a what if story, I also thought it was kind of a. I'm gonna say a B minus because of the lack of explanations of certain things that happen. It, I think it could have gone to a B plus or even an A if he had been a little bit more meticulous about it. And overall, I'll give the, uh, I'll give the series a B minus. Um, I'll hop in. I, I, I do have one cover that stands out above the others. And that's the one with the red skull in caps outfit. Um, cause maybe because that is actually, different from the others i guess you could say um so i would have to put that one a little bit above so but by taking them all together as a as, as a lump i, w- I would give him a c plus uh the the art inside i'm pretty much in line with you paul it's 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 good for the story it's telling it's you know it's 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 quick with you know how long how, how it mo- moves along you know it's decompressed with the art and everything so and well with the storytelling when i get to that but so i would give the art inside a b and being this is an else world you know what's interesting is that they did this in the regular comic line you know they just didn't print this like this was part of the regular ongoing series so it's got the odd numbering starting at 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 uh, sixty six going to seventy two and then ending in a giant size, so that was kind of uh, interesting thing to do. But I think I'm if I'm not mistaken, this was towards the end of one of the series, and it was going to get rebooted anyway. Which that's what they're all they seem to do nowadays anyway. Bugs me to no end. But um, so the story itself, uh, I'll 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 give it a B. So yeah, we're I'm I'm looking at a B book. Alright. Um I'm gonna try to be as fair as possible, but uh I'm just gonna say right out of the gate, I didn't like this. <laughs> I I tried, I wanted to like it, 
Um, I really hope that the movie turns out to be another example of, now I realize that it's Fox Studios making it and not Marvel, but I'm hoping it's another one like some of the movies we've seen from Marvel where they're just taking the name of a storyline and doing something awesome with a storyline that, you know, from the comics may or may not have, you know, been any good or not. So I have high hopes for the movie. Um, I wanted to read this just to familiarize myself with the original story. So I'm glad that I read it, but I can't imagine ever going back to this again because I just I really didn't dig it. I, I found a lot of it incredibly derivative. Uh, so much of it was things that I had seen before. So much of it didn't make any sense, like the thing with Hillbilly Hulks and... There was just a lot of nonsense in it. There was only one or two genuine moments where I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. The spider buggy being one of them. I thought that was very inventive to, you know, use the spider buggy to drive along the side of a building to infiltrate another building. That that was kind of cool. So I'll give them points for that. Um, but anyway, going with the covers. Yeah, the covers are, you know, it's that standard thing in comics these days where it's just a bunch of poster images that may or may not really have anything whatsoever to do with the actual story inside. Uh, I don't find any of them particularly compelling or interesting. Uh, as a matter of fact, the one that I'm going to kind of focus on for my grade is actually the cover to Giant Size Wolverine, uh, Old Man Logan number one, the final uh, bit of the story here. This cover, where the Hulk is emerging from a very circular brown hole in the in the earth or whatever, reminds me so very much of a savage dragon story where he was swallowed by a giant monster and crawled out of its asshole to escape that's what this looks like to me like like the hulk is you know emerging from the butt of some larger creature or something it looks like he's about to emerge and fight uh doc savage with claws it doesn't even look like wolverine to me um so yeah i'm not crazy about the covers i'm gonna go Honestly, I think I'm going to go a, 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 a C minus on the covers because, you know, they're functional, but that's about it. None of them really inspire me to, you know, beyond that point. Uh, the, the art in the issues itself, um, it, it works for the story, I guess, for what the story is. That said, I don't like it. I think it's muddy. I think it's too dark. Uh, I think it is heavily photo referenced. It's... Uh, it's a little too clean for the dirty world that it's trying to portray, if that makes any sense. So it's it's a little weird. It just, I don't know, it's kind of off-putting. Uh, so uh, likewise with the interior art, um, I think I'm going to say a C-. I'm tempted to go even lower than that. But I mean, it's functional. It works. I just, it's not appealing to me. Uh, but my, my biggest and harshest overall grade is on the story. Like I said, just, I find it incredibly derivative. I didn't find it particularly interesting and there was so much of it that just, I, I found it kind of uninspired the whole thing with the family. I mean, I just, that was so just telegraphed from a mile away. And, and, you know, so the story, once you realize that okay, he's going to go on this quest, and while he goes, they're going to murder his family, and then, you know, you've got to go all the way to the last issue before you get the payoff on that. I'm like, it, it almost made the quest feel pointless because you knew what was going to happen. So everything that happens in the in-between, whether it was cool or whether it was boring, is completely inconsequential. It, to me, it was kind of like, 
can you just jump to the point where he's going to get pissed and get revenge on his family? Because you know that's where this is all going anyway. That's going to be the moment where he pops his claws, and that's it's exactly what it turned out to be. So it just didn't feel you know ent- terribly uh, original or, or even particularly smart to me. Um, so I'm going to go just a touch above failing just for a moment or two that I thought were pretty cool. And I'm, I'm going to go with a D minus. I, I just really didn't think it was a very good story at all. So overall grade on this, uh, I think I'm going to go a straight D. It just, I don't know. I just didn't think it was all that great. Logan. Well, I mean, I, I don't read comics as much as I would like to. Should. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but um, that's a I good mean, I've seen Stop worse doing that art, schoolwork and read some I, comics. I've I've also seen better art. I think this kind of falls in between sometimes because yeah, I agree with the with some of the covers. They either have no correlation or they're just not done in the same style as the actual story or the actual like the the book. issue. Yeah, yeah, the issue. Um, now, when it when it comes to like the art in the issue, I think it actually looks good. But I do I do agree that it's not like they draw it as way cleaner than the world should be. And um, when it comes to the story, I think they could have taken a few things out, put a few things in, like explanations or just things that kind of waste your time reading they could have taken those out so overall the story i mean it could be a lot better but i i kind of like the the whole issues that's cool uh, don't don't be afraid you're looking right at it don't be afraid to disagree with me i mean if you liked it you liked it no that's fine logan we disagree with (laughs) yeah yeah we got you back (laughs) i mean I know that with... I could be there in two hours. <laughs> with the movies, they're probably going to have to go a different route, but I hope that they do it better than the comics did it, of telling this story. Did you have uh, Did you have letter grades you wanted to sign, or, letter, or an overall um, letter grade? I, I'll just go with overall to make it easier. Okay. Um, overall, I would have to go with maybe a C or a C+. Plus. Okay, that seems fair. Because I, d- I do like the art, but I feel like the story could use some art. Cool. I think uh, our grades may be slightly different, Logan, but I think you and I agree pretty much. I think we, we both made the same points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we're, we're hoping for a somewhat more intelligent telling of the same story in the movie. Right. And obviously they're going to have to change things, which we've already talked about. And uh, I think First and foremost is the fact that Professor X is going to be a significant character, or at least he looks to be. Yeah, but he's got, I guess he's got Alzheimer's, or he's got the onset of on of that in the story. Yeah. And, and maybe it, I, I suspect it may end up being something like, remember when Sarek was having Vulcan <laughs> Alzheimer's? <laughs> right. I think it may be like that because of his mental powers. <laughs> Oh, I just hope, I just hope he says that there are four lights at some point. That would be so happy. <laughs> there are four men coming. <laughs> but I, I don't have like ridiculously high expectations. My expectations are that you know I want to see a movie that I enjoy. That's really all it is. I, I, I'm not looking for high art. So 
if it, if I get that, I'm fine. Yeah, how it, how is this story regarded? Do you know? I think it's pretty highly. Regarded. That that was my impression too, and I, I'm wondering why. Well, maybe you know, maybe we'll have some listeners uh, write in and object to my low grades and tell me where I'm wrong and you know what they. I would I would be very curious if any listeners had a partic- have a particularly high opinion of this. I would like to yeah. know, and I certainly wouldn't disparage anybody for having a high opinion because I like the story. I think my grades were that I liked it. Yeah. Um, if you think it really sucked, I'd be interested in hearing that too. So yeah, let us know what you think. I mean, about I want to be clear. I didn't think it sucked. I I think part of the problem for me personally is that. Um, like I say, just having read so many of this type of story, be it you know an alternate future or alternate reality, whatever, I, I think it just kind of stole some of the the impact that it may have had if I if I hadn't, because I, I kept thinking of both Exiles and um, the story that Bill referenced right at the beginning, the the Hulk one, um, Future Imperfect. I, I kept thinking of both of those and and having a familiarity with both of those stories, I, I think just it stole a lot of the otherwise big impact that some of the moments in this may have had for somebody that might not be as familiar with, you know, those other realities. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just how I felt about it. So there was a lot of this that just, it just didn't have that big, like, Oh, that's, that's interesting or that's cool or whatever. There was a lot of it. that was like, yeah, you know, they did that better when they had these two characters have a child or, you know, they had the Hulk turn out this way or, you know, whatever the case may be. So that was a lot of it for me is it just, I don't know, it just wasn't as cool as I thought it would be. Yeah, I don't think that's unfair. I I really don't. I think to some extent, I think you have legitimate criticisms of the story. And on another level, I think you also might have been victimized a little bit by the fact that this is so highly regarded that it made you expect more. Yeah. Well, I expected something very different than than what the the final product was, because um, one of one of the big things that I uh, went into this thinking was that uh, that there was going to be a, a like a really epic um, Hulk and Wolverine tussle, and I, I had, and again, I don't know where I'm getting this idea, but I had always thought that this story resolved with a tussle very similar to the ultimate universe where the Hulk like ripped Logan in half and everything. So that, that's kind of where, where I thought this was going. And I guess it could be kind of argued it does, but I just, I was very put off with the depiction of the Hulk. And this is just some big fat bald redneck, you know, just, that just happened to be green. He, he looked more like a big, like like an old blob, then he looked like an old Hulk to me. It was I just thought that was a bizarre direction or a bizarre choice to go in that direction. I just didn't quite get what exactly they were going for. Also, the fact that they apparently eat their enemies. Yeah, that was something he he did in the Ultimates too. Which uh, again, that was that was Malar, right? That did the Ultimates. Yeah, he ate the Chitari. Yeah, and I. Or, or uh, in when Jeff Loeb wrote it, the blob ate the wasp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure what's up with the the whole cannibalism thing. Kind of leaves me cold. Yeah, I'm not Anyone sure. Anyone to kill Freddie that. Prince Jr. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's our Logan score <laughs> episode. And uh, Logan, thank you for joining You're us. Very welcome. It's it's good to hear from you again. It's been uh, a little while since we've spoken. 
Thanks for having me. And thank you. Thank you you so much for listening to our show. And we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, I like the cuddle. (laughs) Oh, great. There's another clip for you. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.